Welcome to Jimina, a podcast about knitting, spinning, and dyeing and other crafts in Mid-America. Hi, I'm Sherry, and I'm here with uh, Fiber Tarian. Uh, welcome back to the show, Terry. How are you doing today? I'm doing really great. How are you? Good. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here with me today. And the reason why is because you and I are going on this journey of working with hand-spun yarn, weaving it, mm -hmm. and doing some garment sewing. And to celebrate that, and because it takes a, a long time to, when you're starting from scratch, to get to a spot you can do anything. I'm still spinning yarn. Um, Same. <laughs> so to fill the time today, we went to the Historic Garment District Museum in uh, downtown Kansas City. So we're here to talk about that and yeah. then to also talk about our projects. Yeah. We were inspired by a class we took at Ply Away. We both took the same class, only at different times. Mm -hmm. And both kind of came out, out of there really inspired and like, oh, we need to weave our own fabric and sew it into garments. You're an excellent weaver. I'm an excellent stitcher, sewer, whatever you want to call. So we're doing a uh, super twin powers <laughs> activate <laughs> and we're going to figure this out together. Exactly. Yeah. When we were talking about, we were both like on fire to do this, uh -huh. but we were like, oh, I don't know about weaving. And I was like, whew, I have barely done any sewing. I haven't sewn anything since I was 13. I was like, so pretty much I know nothing about sewing. The whole learning curve was like daunting. And we were like, we want to do this, but we can't. And then so I looked at each other. It's like <laughs> The sparks are lit. It's like, we can trade. We can trade knowledge. Mm -hmm. We can trade skills. Yep. Uh, you're going to teach me how to sew. Uh, I'm going to do some weaving for you. You're going to do some sewing for me because yeah. Even with the teaching me, I am, I just don't know about uh, arm skies. It's like just being able to hand something off to someone else when you get too, too, too intimidated. Yeah. So excited. I think Terry doesn't know this yet, but I think we're going to check in multiple times, like maybe Love quarterly it. once in a while, just to see how it's going. Sort of a side project. Yeah. Or, yeah, yeah. yeah. Question for you. Yes. What do you think about timeline of these projects and how long it's going to take us to like get our first garment off the? Oh, oh, that <laughs> are we is talking, a really good question. Are we talking months or are we talking years? <laughs> yes, I'm hoping months. But yeah. uh, the last two weeks, I have spun up um, four four ounce lots, uh -huh. which probably is enough for a garment. Except for each one I spun yeah. was for a different one. Oh, of course. Right. Yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. I'm going to work on my um, my red sweatshirt style one. Uh -huh. It's like, okay, I've done 100 grams or four ounces, whatever it is. My bobbin is full. It's like, I just cannot spin any more of this. So then I go over to my white glittery one. Mm -hmm. And then I have one of those spun. And gotcha. then I have one of the purple ones spun. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then I went back to the red. Mm -hmm. And then I went to the green one. Yeah. So the fact that I am doing the very beginning part on multiple potential pieces of separate cloth. Yeah. Meaning that was dragging it out. If I was a start to finish sort of project person, I think I would have um, stuff on the loom already. Yeah. But that is not my style. I have, even though I spun for hours the last two weeks, it's been spread across multiple things or else I would fizzle out. Yeah. Yes. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, we did have a bit of an adventure. I don't know how many weeks ago was that when we uh, you had me over and I helped you with uh, putting. I know it's not threading the loom. What is yeah, it? Warp, um, warping the loom. Warping the loom. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, that was fun. That was a really good time. It was so much better with two people. It was chaos also because I had multiple different yarns across the reed and they were in different warp chains and they were starting to tangle together mm -hmm. uh, because my warping board does 10 yards and I had no idea how much yardage I might need. So I did all 10 yards of it. Yeah. And things just, I warp front to back as my first herd because I'm just more comfortable with it. But it falls apart at the seven yard mark. You know, you're like yeah. finger combing and stuff like yeah. that. I'm yeah. so glad you were there to undo the tangles. Well, and detangling is kind of my superpowers. It it's is. It's one of those things that I really like. And you're like scissors. And I'm like, get away from <laughs> me with those scissors because I, I can do this. And you did. We got it all on. All on. My patterns I ordered came in the mail, mm -hmm. and it looks like for yardage for a top, I'm going to need about four and a half yards, mm -hmm. which is very nice because then I can start doing shorter warps, those seven yard warps, and actually do some samples. Yeah. Yeah. And for anybody who is listening who is a sewer, mm -hmm. the reason we need that much yardage is because the on the loom that you have, the width is going to be about as wide as the garment. The, not as the widest garment, but as wide as each pattern piece. Yes. And so, so you need a lot more yardage with uh, hand woven, unless you have a ginormous loom that can do like a 45 to 60 inch. Uh, and I'm guessing you don't have that. That yeah, is right? not 60 I mean, inch, yeah. but I did just have a loom given to me for my birthday what well okay it was a coincidence that i picked it up on my birthday because i took my uh birthday off so a i think it's a 45 inch loom uh, -huh. uh was passed on to me by a guild member who was moving it along because oh, nice. she is getting a different fancier loom mm -hmm. and this is a loom that i had passed along to her about 16 years ago because I was downsizing. Oh, right. I remember right. you telling me this yeah. is your, your loom coming back home. My loom coming back home. Wow. I down a because you 60... had moved out of town, mm -hmm. left it behind with somebody mm -hmm. else. And, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. That's yeah. cool. But even if it's 45 um, woven, it will probably be closer to like 36-ish, uh -huh. 30 to 36-ish um, once you finish the fabric. Yes. And I really, the patterns I've picked out, are uh, 15 inches to 18 inches wide because mm -hmm. they have a seams down the front and the back or yep. excess seams or things like that. Yep. And I would rather do the narrower cloth because I have more control. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh -huh. Makes sense. Uh -huh. Maybe I'll move my way up to wider, but this is all a whole new learning, new skills. The weaving, I had fallen away from it for quite a few years so I'm coming back to it so I'm sort of like new it's coming back quickly but it's like yeah. a little bit new and then the muscle memory is all coming back a right? little bit yes yes yeah so it's uh it's quite a bit but I'm so excited I love doing I new things I'm excited too because we're in this beginning stage we decided to go to the historic garment district museum I'd hope to record on location but the fan noise because it was an old office building no it was actually one of the old garment making buildings True. one of the original buildings where they had no i'm sorry i'm sorry the building we were in was one of the distribution warehouses yes. 
That's right. So it was a warehouse when it was built well over a hundred years ago. And, but it is an office building now. Yeah. But it's still not, I mean. And it was, it was being cooled with a large industrial fan, Mm -hmm. like an attic fan type. And that noise just wasn't conducive to recording a podcast. So it was really cool, actually. It's very small. They have about 28 pieces out of their 400 and some piece collection. Mm -hmm. There was a nice talk about the history of uh, the textile industry in Kansas City, Mm -hmm. which I had known nothing about. And apparently we were the second largest in the country to New York. And uh, we got to go around and look at garments that were all made out of woven fabric, which was very reassuring to me Mm -hmm. because I live a knit lifestyle. So you're in my t-shirt and I agree. Uh (laughs) Same, same. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. The thing that was utterly shocking to me was that the garments were out on mannequins that you could physically touch if you wanted to. I didn't because I care about like the preservation of the garments. Right. Um, but I'm sure that th- those those garments have been manhandled and all uh-huh. kinds of things. There was even a rack with like a whole bunch of old hats from the 60s and a mirror nearby. And it was clear like, oh, you should try these on and see how you look in these <laughs> no, hats. And you. I'm like, uh, you know, I'm not going to tie on a bunch of hats. That what? Whose head has these all been on? No, thank you. Yes. Anyway, it was really, really nice because with the garments, we could get up like mm-hmm. really close to seeing them and see how they were put together. Many of the woven fabrics, they varied from the Chanel type weave, which is mm-hmm. even looser than the handwoven fabrics that I'll be making, yeah. to stuff that was much finer than I'll be making. But the being able to see like the men's suit jacket yeah. is going to be very similar to what I'm capable of making. And yeah. uh, same with two of the dresses there. Yeah. And that was very reassuring. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm really glad that we went and did that. It was and, cool. In one of the cabinets, they had like a look, little lookbook of like sketches mm-hmm. of uh, outfits with little, like a little swatch of the woven fabric next to it. So that was really cool. I would have loved to actually, lean in and actually be able to flip through that yes. book, but it was in a locked cabinet that they didn't have the key for. So unfortunately, we couldn't do that. But um, But that was really cool. Yeah, and I liked the old sewing machines. I did not mm-hmm. know that they had mechanical fabric cutters oh yeah those look dangerous man (laughs) you know that there were fingers lost with those (laughs) things holy cow yeah they looked uh they looked treacherous yes now the garment district pretty much died out in the 60s so a lot of the collection is the most recent you know what was in stock when these businesses shut down yeah do you think those uh industrial sewing machines and cutters and edge binders and buttonholes were those from the 60s or were they older than oh that? some of those were older some of those were definitely older i don't i i'm not an expert on antique machines uh-huh. or anything like that but i would definitely say that a lot of those were older as okay. well because i wouldn't i wouldn't be surprised if they had like when some of these places were shut down like they probably had pieces of mm-hmm. old machines and stuff like that you know in in closets or whatever in the process of being fixed or repaired because some of those machines, you know, they can last. I mean, there are people, there are like machines that are over a hundred years old that people use today. Yes. Yeah. They could have been really old and just last a long time and then have some newer ones as well. Yeah. 
So it is, it is small. It's so we small. Were... I mean, it's not like cramped or anything. No. It's yeah. just a very small collection, um, and the space is a really beautiful space. Yes, we were in and out in about 35 minutes, and most of that mm -hmm. was, time was spent talking to the docent, mm -hmm. who was a very enthused about it and yes. the history of it, yeah. and that part was amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Enthused, not n incredibly knowledgeable about the collection, uh -huh. But I'm very enthused and knew a lot about the history, the history yes. of the of the district. Yeah, I thought it was very interesting and fun. And they change out the collection of what's on display twice a year. So mm -hmm. I definitely will go back when they change that out because I'd love to see what else they have. Yeah, me too. I'm up for doing that again. I wonder I wonder if we could even contact like whoever's in charge of the collections uh -huh. and see if we could like maybe have a private viewing. Yeah, have a private viewing of some of the stuff that we're very interested in. Uh-huh. I wonder if we could do that. I know some museums do that. Like if you make an appointment with like whoever's in charge with collections and that would um, be amazing. Wouldn't that be cool? That would be amazing. Yeah. Podcast announcements. You can follow the Geminit podcast on Instagram at Geminit Podcast and then join our Ravelry group, Geminit Podcast, there too. And Fibertarian is a Fibertarian on all platforms. So uh, we're going to end this here as a swatch episode. Uh, Terry and I kept on talking for almost an hour, and we are going to save that for later as a full length episode. Thank you for listening. Bye now.